covering all your favorite parts of the 50-yard fight. This is the Inside the Walls podcast with Zach Heilman and Jim Bernier. Welcome in, fans of the 50-yard fight. This is the Inside the Walls podcast. Zach Heilman, as always, here alongside my good buddy, my good co-host, Jim Bernier, along with me for this ride, for this bi-weekly edition of the show. We are back after our well, our very well, our very well responded and fed feedback wise uh, related show in terms of the NAL and its Ironman rulings. Uh, I want to say thank you first off and Jim, I, and Jim will echo this sentiment by the way, too, uh, for the feedback on that and just kind of the talk because it made a big stir, you know, two weeks ago when we made that episode, um, that issue had made a big stir in our community. And so it seemed like I think we laid out all the groundwork of things that go, you know, here's our concerns. Here's things that maybe it'll execute on. And here's why stuff happened. And we liked seeing the response for it. And people enjoyed that show. So thank you guys, the listener out there for making that a good episode and for reassuring us that we were on the right path for that too. <laughs> Sometimes you have to burn down the city for people to start respecting you. And for us, we just didn't burn down the city. We burned down the whole freaking state. (laughs) We were were Uh, fiery, man. I mean, that that was a fiery one. Yeah, someone said in one of our comments, I think it was on either, I want to say Apple or it could have been Facebook, saying that this was the best, it was the most energized and best episode that they've listened to. I'm like, really? Well, half this whole episode was me ranting, but okay. Well, thank you. (laughs) Whatever whatever um, floats your boat. (laughs) But if you want to talk about ranting, yeah, uh, welcome to another week here on Inside the Walls podcast. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna just change the name of this dang show, man. I'm just saying, where it's like it's gonna call it the Jim Renier Rant Hour, presented by Inside the Walls. Inside the rant, <laughs> like we're inside his inside the walls podcast. Who's ranting? That's Jim again, ranting about something. Uh, right. But yeah, it was it was something that needed to be said. We got criticism by trusted people that we have. Um, the work with the league and we got appraised by uh listeners and it was a very well downloaded show um in my opinion for an off-season show but it, yeah. it it was a it was something that needed to be said and the person that we worked with very closely we, we've always in communications with them uh pointing out certain things about that episode that we were right on some that we're partially wrong right on and other stuff that we were just beating around the bush but never really hitting the actual point so Mm -hmm. we we got criticism and we got more feedback on that um but after we posted the episode i think two three days later our our guy talked to us and saying that if 90 percent of the bs that didn't happen in the message boards and twitter this one would be as bad as it happened and he was right well yeah and, and it continued two weeks later with something else but okay oh my god i i i and that was that was a big thing at the time was you know social response and i've even put my own vocalization on you know if, if you guys are listening and you probably are on the na on the nal league dash national Re league news group on facebook which is where most of our interactions are with those people and you guys on there um so, yeah, I mean, I vocalized my frustrations. Jim has on there, too. Um, and people, you know, sling mud 
uh, there's di- there's different word I could use, but I'm just going to leave it out of there. Um, they, people sling mud on there. You know, it, that's the thing. And it just came off as that. And over the last two weeks, we had a different mud slinger, it seemed, wow. uh, or at least entity um, at first. And then it led into really more of a specific person. But this would have turned into a rant about that kind of an episode on that subject, except for Still we can. got a, I mean, it will. We, we still are yeah. going to touch on it that way, but kind of a bombshell dropping in our lap as we're coming into record. So mm-hmm. if you haven't seen at least me sharing it on that group mm-hmm. and it being shared around at this point by many others that found it on that group from my post or us talking about it just in other groups on the side, Greg kind of, it sounds like let something slip. Because if you if you haven't figured out yet uh, who runs the social media for West Virginia, it, it is Greg Frenario. Okay, like it, it's it, the the dots connect. You can you can go trace back comments he's made in posts, and they're the same things he copy and pastes into West Virginia stuff. It, he runs it. You know, there's no social media team. But Greg let something slip on Twitter that I don't think he was supposed to yet, but still makes me giddy because we confirm this is true. The West Virginia Rough Riders are up for sale, and it sounds like the group that is led by Mr. Ron Tradico will be buying them, or at least is talking on buying them at this moment, and that they're trying to bring them back into the fray. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Um, take me home to a place where I belong, uh, West Virginia. Um, yeah. John Denver would be happy and proud if actually it would be kind of great if he owned the team. But yeah, um, it, it's it's a bombshell. It looks like that the NAL will have a seven team in the 2022 season, which is something that we've been asking for for months. Uh, two weeks ago, ladies and gentlemen, the people I know, the people I've talked to, there were no plans of an expansion uh, because of what was happening in West Virginia. Um, not going to say um, – I'm not going to tell you lies. I'm not going to act like we're the good guys in this situation and this whole thing. But there was clear mumblings, uh, mumblings around the league of separation between West Virginia and the NAL. Um, oh, yeah. if, you, if you were on that message boards over the last couple of days, you know the reason why. Um, Ron Trudeau owner of the Albany Empire, started up the Orlando Predators. You look what the Predators did last year, a complete 180 from year one. Uh, or Albany, NAL champions, a good organization, finally got 100% capacity. Now, if you notice their fan, uh, their Twitter account, it's actually got a lot more people following now because people are now realizing, oh, wow, they actually are playing. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to give credit to their social team. Um, but – what a way to back – I'm going to not really say – what a way to back your ass up to an expansion, honestly. <laughs> um, 20, like 48 hours ago, half the NL fan base was like, get West Virginia the hell out of here. Right. They, are, they are lower league guerrilla tactic organization. This is what you do in the smaller leagues. And the NAL is like, we're, we're not dealing with this. And I know some people in positions that there were talks about Axing this, meaning you say something, there's gonna be lawyers at your door type of situation. Um, 
And 48 hours later, Zach here sends me a tweet on message. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, then I contacted my people. They reply back. We have no idea what you're talking about. And I show them the tweet. They're like, oh. Um, then 45 minutes later, I get a message from them. They're like, yeah, it's legit. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 sad when other NAL organizations slash teams have no idea what happened, and they're getting the information at the same time as we are. Um, but yeah, right. it it sounds like the it's in talks. And my father, who is a great businessman, has always said, and has always said this: if people are in talks, it's already a done deal because by the time the words already out, it's already been signed. Well, and here, here's the thing we well, let's backtrace this before we kind of end here. So how did this really start? Um, we got to go back to, well, earlier in October, you have a post from the rough riders Facebook account, which by the way, the Facebook element of this is very important. Mind you. Um, it is where most, if you haven't figured this out yet, it is where most arena like news and conversations happen it is arena community is a facebook community it is not a twitter community uh, just just to put that lightly so a third of it is a twitter community and it's, there, it's just, there's there's some but it's not as strong uh, on twitter at any in any case like yeah you only have six organizations on twitter the seventh yeah. one still doesn't want to open one up jacksonville but continue yeah we we need to get them on that <laughs> by the way side project we'll keep we'll keep poking towards that uh anyway so west virginia we have, we have a post finally come out on October 12th where it says update. We can't seem to get on the same page with the NAL on our league contract. And the way that it's been relayed either via either via repostings from the West Virginia rough riders, Facebook, or where that post comes from Greg Frenario himself is that it's a deal that is a, that kind of relayed or relied on quote, the first year that they signed in late 2019 going to 2020, that first canceled season due to COVID. And his whole response was that they paid 25 K to buy into the league. And his thought was that money didn't get used and that they were either going to play their first year, or their third year. That's how it was phrased. And that the league was asking for that to be repaid. Now from what we understand or to be paid again, but from what we understand, that's kind of league policy from yeah. what we've been told. So it sounded like he was trying to rally the troops. And by rally the troops, rally a loyal West Virginia fan base that's been craving to get their Rough Riders back on the field for now two years plus. Yeah. And the problem is about rallying your, your, your fan base you do have people on the other side and they're telling you to, you know, yo, whoa, whoa, calm down. We don't do this here. Um, and I, I'm, th- I'm going to say this to the West Virginia fans. If you do listen to us, um, thank you, by the way, thank you for the download. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome to the NAL again. Uh, we're not attacking you as fans. Uh, we're not pointing at you as fans. Uh, we want you to support your team. We know you have a loyal fan base. My, my issue with this whole situation is, we have ownerships, we have organizations that are claiming one thing and blaming COVID for the issues 
while other organizations that played in the same building had successful seasons last year with people in the stands. Right. And, and this organization or this organ- or business comes after me saying, I don't know the facts. Then I just send that person or individual news articles, attendance numbers of such other organization. And then that person blocks me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you like to call unprofessional showing your ass to get your band fan base rally behind you. And then once you get confronted by people who, who are in the know, who know what's going on, who are loyal to other sporting links, just not the, uh, uh, NAL and call you out on it. Mm-hmm. Um, because one thing that I think, I don't know Greg. I respect him as an owner. He got the Rough Riders from Richmond and whatever. Um, but one thing that got me ticked about him off the bat is that he's thrown dollar mounts and dollar signs like the NAL owes him money while the whole league itself lost a lot of money last year. They're lucky to put products on the, the product on the field. And, and then when someone come you know confronts him about the money dollar amount he then then goes on another you know side argument about what were you doing this i'm like i'll live up the terms of the contract which he has not yeah and it just is it's it's, it's aggravating and me and you talked about this me and other people our other connections have talked about this um i like is it coincidence over the last and I, I, I don't know what Ron's ordeal in this whole thing, and I don't know what Greg's ordeal in this thing, but in a let's just say this in a war game, a hostile takeover happens a lot where mm-hmm. you go in and you take out all the assets that you know will oppose you and you take them as yours, and it's the same stuff but it's now your brand. I think Ron is buying West Virginia because he knows it's a loyal fan base. He knows there needs to be a team there, and he knows that that place will be packed with 5,000 fans. It's not a hostile takeover. I think Ron's taking over the team because he's like, you know what? There's an opportunity here, and there's an owner showing his behind, like acting like he's big boss man, putting a bad name on the league. And I think Ron's coming in here going, you know what? You know, Greg, here's your money. I'll take the team over. I'll build this franchise. I'll give I'll give the city of Willing, I'll give the fan base in West Virginia a team they want. I think I don't know this. So if I get a message from Greg, that's when he unblocks me or when he does, if he wants to. Um, um I think this whole ordeal for the last month is plus he put the field up for sale of like Two months ago, too. Yeah, so that, that's a whole thing, even an extra part. He's been part. wanting like, to sell this team for months, almost years. And now when it's time, when Ron gets in, it's when he starts showing his butt, it's like, why is it all of a sudden the NAL's fault? You're not 100% committed from day one. Right. Well, then this is the part that kind of infuriates, infuriates me is, you know, we got on, we got on fo- on owners like Ron, as well as even Commissioner oh. Chris Siegfried in our last episode for you know, going into comments and trying to argue with fans on social media about like Iron Man rules and such like that. Yeah. 
And everyone is, you know, getting on that and saying, what the hell are you doing? That's unprofessional. But at but least I'm they seeing... explain the reason why. Right. But what is crazy Greg has to not. Me, what's Greg, crazy? You, that... count for, you, you count for him. He'll come back at you attacking you for some of the, something else. You're like, dude, you're, you're spraying I don't know your financial situation, but you're sp- spilling out BS to the gr- the, fa- the Facebooks to pump up the crowd, your fan base, like you're the hero, but you're also the problem. Right. And that, that, that's where I want to be held is like, if we're going to hold owners accountable like that and call it out, like let's hold them all. Like, here's the thing, Greg, you know, up to this point, like, yeah, I he's, he's I, I don't know the guy. I think he's, a, I don't, I haven't met the guy. I hope if I met him, I guarantee he's a great guy, great family man. But when you're behind a keyboard, I don't, it's, it's like me. People say, oh, I'm a big bad man. No, like I'm a loving family guy. But you, if you start saying lies to a league and to an organization that I follow, that I cover, and I know a lot of people in this business, and you're saying certain things that are absolutely false, or let's say they're not, they're not absolutely false. Let's say they're, they have some truths, but there's always a hook, and you're not telling the people the hook in the situation. Mm-hmm. And you're getting, your, you're getting your fan base rah, rah, like, yeah, yeah, we're the good guys, but you're not telling the whole story. And when someone tells you the someone else tells the whole story in the situation, they're the enemy. Like, right. like this is why arena leagues collapse. This is why we had the Louisville Fire situation. Louisville Fire, excuse me, that's a long. That's you're, a, holy yeah, crap! Yeah, you're talking old uh, AF two that, right that's, there. That's that's, that, that's Louisville extreme type of organization. That's the Tampa Bay Tornadoes type of organization. That's the San Antonio Valor. These type of owners. Ruin it, and I know Greg has a good mindset. And he wants passion. He wants West Virginia to have a team, and he's selling it. Good, but don't try to burn down the kingdom that you're trying to sell your product in, because that will ruin your product. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just, I like, I love this league. I love the passion. I love the fans. But do not attack fans who you say, "Oh, you don't know all the information." Well, yes, I do. I really do. Correct. You don't know who I am. So don't attack other fans and you don't know who I am. Oh, you're the owner of the West Virginia Rough Riders who's been acting like you don't want to own the team because you've been trying to sell things off for years now. By the way, the L.A. kids feel still pretty nice. It is. Um, yes, it is. But but doing like the fan base there, West Virginia, passion. They won a championship there. 5,000 fans. We said multiple times in the show in past episodes, West Virginia needs a team again. The uh, Lehigh Valley needs a team. Those are great fan bases. I'm just saying I want an owner who is passionate about this league, who wants to work with other teams to grow the league, grow the sport. But when they go on social media, don't act like you're the victim when clearly you're not the victim. You're also the, uh, the, the instigator while also playing the victim card. That's where I have an issue. Right. I'm just, here's my thing. I I said this in the last show and I said it again, like you should not be getting in the nitty gritty as an owner with fans. If you are serious, that that is an unprofessional move, you know, stuff like that, where it's off field talk, like off the record, like if it's in the locker room, keep it in the locker room. Right. Well, that's an off field discussion. Like if you're having problems with the contract and you want to move on, you know, don't go to yeah. fans and start rallying people and doing that. To me, that's unprofessional, especially, especially when it starts to break down. Like I said earlier, you can tell the dude copy and pasted comments he made to some of us and yeah. used it on the social page on Facebook for West Virginia. That to me is the ultimate red flag going, 
Okay, we've we've passed uh we passed any credibility point at yeah. this point. Yeah, you know, if yeah. you're just copy pasting comments of your own one words. Thing, one thing that really like I just checked, he didn't block me. It was another guy from uh it was another oh, okay. guy from uh West Virginia, it wasn't him. Um one thing that really got me is like you don't know any operation like you don't know the operations here in uh Willing. I'm like, well, I know two guys who work for the nailers who play in the same building as you. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I also do another podcast that covers the ECHL. So like, yes, I may not come off as like, I'm a diehard fan. I have connections. I love the league. I love West Virginia. I hope they're successful. And if, and if they get a team, I want to go up there and enjoy a game. I really do. Well, the Sharks oh, yeah. in West Virginia and that building 5,000 plus it's going to be an electric atmosphere. Well, Arena football me? belongs in that city. For me, I have been dying to go to an NAL game like since we started doing this last year. Yeah. And with West Virginia, like all last season with me sitting here going, I wanted this team back because it's the closest, most drivable mm-hmm. stadium I can go to. I don't have to buy a plane ticket. It's still a five hour drive, but and five I love hours their uniforms. Doable. I yeah. love their uniforms. Well, I love the design. The, like, it, like the it's, neon color. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love it. Like yeah. it's just. They have so many good things there, but like I had conversations uh, off air with a couple friends about the situation. And we've talked about the, the West Virginia's, you know, their all-star game that they had recently, which apparently had a good crowd, a lot yeah. of former players coming there. Um, so there, there is, you know, a viable, uh, you know, situation there. They also had the same comments like I did about, do we trust the people who are behind it? Because you can put a great product on the field and the great ownership from there, but do you trust it? Because my buddy brought up a good point. It's like they were averaging 4,000 fans with Greg as the owner, and he still wanted to sell them right at their peak as champions of as the AAL champions. Yep, um, AAL 2019. Uh, so they were a championship team, and he wanted to sell them then. And, and my buddy was like, like, they need to find an owner that will, you know, just not just, you know, you know, create this atmosphere for a great, you know, crowds and a great fan experience and a great product in the field, but an owner that will go into community, help grow the sport, you know, do things. And he's like, and my buddy even said like, Greg, he's an owner. He got the thing going, but it seems like he. He only pops up when he wants the spotlight to be put on himself. It, at least and, on and social, it, that yeah. is. I, I can't. I've, I can't speak for his community yeah. involvement or anything. Of yeah, the me like. either. You um, know? but that's that's what he brought up, and I was like, yeah, yeah. But name me an owner in the NFL that's like that, and they're like everyone. The only time, the only time that you see them on the news is if they did something. If they went to a, like a spa, or they had a picture with a girl that in a private area jerry jones or the email situation in dc the only time you see the owners is when something happens in the nfl and in minor league sports you usually don't hear owners unless they're very vocal on social media right and we've both said this before that the 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 nal social media people or owners um and people who are associated with the nal they need to get they need to get off social media and let the people who cover the league stay on social media. So we're the guys who bring it, but we're also the guys who, you know, puts out the fire. 
type mm-hmm. of situation because there were some times that you even brought up Chris Siegfried. Uh, Chris Siegfried, Ron, and I want to say, I love Manas. He said something. I'm like, ooh, um, that you're, that's a, don't say that. <laughs> like, that can start something. It did right. start I mean, something, they were getting, but they were getting, an like, they, they were example then, uh, who can I say? What, uh, <laughs> Not our league, but from the championship indoor football, the San Antonio Valor owner comes oh. out with a statement about, no, this is what happened. This, 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 and this, and this, and this. And our NAL connection is like, he's using our name. We mm-hmm. own that name. We own that logo. So we know, like, oh, he's BSing. But he, that owner was showing his behind on social media. What happened? He ended up being in prison. They ended up arresting him anyways. Um, but like I, like I said about Greg, it's just the last couple of days really aggravated me because it was like West Virginia was an afterthought. Like everyone, like the people I've been talking to, you and the people on the Facebook and the Twitter, West Virginia was an afterthought. Mm-hmm. The tension was on Greg, and that's not how you build a league. That's not how you build an organization if it's focused on you. You want people to think of your brand. Now, there's going to be some fans now that will forget about this. And there's going to be some groups like this, like, oh, West Virginia, or is this person still owning this team? And they'll mm-hmm. look up history and they go, okay, no. Like, the brand can be ruined by a single individual. And sometimes it could be an owner, sometimes it could be a player, and it's something that could happen in the facility. You want to build your brand. Right. West it's, Virginia it's, already has that brand. The, the PR. The, is the PR and Greg really ruined that brand over the right. last 48 to 72 hours. Yeah, the, the PR for especially i think for west virginia i i think that was getting cracks and so here's the thing like my my thing now is so we've seen how this has gone over the last few weeks and we all and now all of a sudden and i think it was on it was prematurely revealed mind you um at least from pr my understanding it was prematurely revealed and from what you know um we're now kind of in an end game here where it's talks with Ron. So, you know, this is my thing is a, how, who's going to really run this. If, you know, if the group with Tradico and it buys it, because is it going to be like a, it would have to be, I would think like how they set it up in Orlando where yeah, it's an initial buy it. and you find local investors that are confident behind the product. And then Ron kind of is there to almost like oversee in a way. What if it- one of the things I, I saw, I was thinking the reason why the team wasn't getting bought uh, was because it's COVID hit. Mm-hmm. No one was buying anything with a COVID hit. And no one wants to really buy into a indoor football league that hasn't had sustainability over a five-year, five ten-year period yet. Sure. Um, the NAL has only been 2017. So we're, we're getting to year six. So there's, there's really no confirmed sustainability of a league. And Tradio now, if he buys, it's not if he buys. If, like I, we said, if they're in talks, it's already bought. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's takes, so formality, but yeah. I understand your point. You know, um, he'll get it, and he'll treat like Orlando, get it started up the first year, get everybody like get ticket operations, start selling tickets, uh, get everything going like he did in Albany, uh, or, or excuse me, Orlando. And when that first season is done, he'll sell off the vendors. The problem is, is like they need to get a product on the field. No one's right. going to not, no one's going to buy a product that they haven't seen in three years. Just saying. Well, well I think also the speed of the sale is going to be 
you know, at least if, you know, when it, if, and when it happens is going to be important because, you know, once you buy it, a, you need to then get the, or the ownership group established and announced because that's going to have to happen soon enough. Cause people are get curious B you're going to be behind now on other teams that are already doing science, which by the way, Albany and Columbus have already done several signings already. Yep. And I understand and there's going to be others that are going to announce them shortly because it's the off season and we're getting to the point where, you know, we need to get rosters finalized by the end of the year. So because three leagues are competing for all the players now. Well, exactly. And you know, yeah. now that you have the whole Iron Man thing thrown a curveball and you're going to be seeing talent either leave or, you know, you're going to get brand new guys that haven't been in here before. Like it's important to retain the guys that were good already in the NAL, you know, uh, even more so than it has been in years past. Correct. So, you know, getting that organization up to speed, that has to be priority one if and when it's bought. Like you yeah. have to hurry up, you know? Yeah, and we're getting to uh, get to the point, and with West Virginia coming into the fold, we now have seven teams. So mm-hmm. the schedule should be coming out here pretty soon. And I'll confirm this with a ticket advisor here in Jacksonville. that We are having seven home games this year. So most likely it's going to be a 14-game season over a 16-week period. Um, playoffs awesome. will still be a four-game playoff. So this year, three teams will miss the playoffs except for two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a step in the direction. You finally get an expansion team of a team that's been kind of indoor, inside and outside at the same time with West Virginia and having a stable ownership group that takes over it um, to get everything going. It'd be a bright side thing. And maybe the NAL should decide to na- rename the uh, trophy, NAL championship trophy to the uh, Tredito. Ron Tredito trophy <laughs> um, because now he's going to own literally a, a half of the league. Basically it's getting to that point. Like, now, yeah. and, and, and I should, spe- we should specify too, like this, it's not uncommon. Like we can go over the CIF for crying aloud. And there's an ownership group. That's basically buying up teams right now, like a freaking fire sale, at least in terms yeah. of expansions. Like uh, the one I'm referencing owns the Mo- Wyoming Mustangs. They also now own the rapid city marshals and the Billings Outlaws. So yeah. they so it's not un it's not unheard of, but you know, the hope is in the future is that you can start diversifying that ownership, you know, and move and move ahead that way. So like this was kind of something I was wondering if that was the plan all along is like, you know, besides those like we know that we we know that Mike Quarta has put his name on submissions for like trademarking of the you know, Baltimore brigade and the Washington valor. So, you know, though that ownership group TX four is what it's being referenced as by the Twitter post from West Virginia. They're kind of an essential piece in trying to grow the league right now. Um, At least in terms of like how their vision is, they want to get expanding, you know, or at least try to, you know, look at the bigger picture, you know, not knocking any other owners for that. I'm just saying that, in terms of the ones that are trying to be the bigger shakers, it's yeah. that group at the moment. Yeah, of course. And you, know, you, f- you forgot about the Atlantic, uh, Atlantic City. Uh, oh, yeah, that's Blackjacks. right. We, the Blackjacks, that is also the other one, right? Um, so there, there's potentials of more expansion teams in the future. Um, but then again, it's the freaking, uh, let's, honestly, COVID really ruined everything. COVID it did, it did a little, throw a whole monkey wrench into this yeah. whole thing. COVID, no joke. COVID is going to like, if West Virginia finally makes it official and they're mm-hmm. back in the NEL this year and they're playing, 
a good sign. It's a good step in the uh, right direction for more expansion uh, for 2023. Oh yeah. Uh, it's just the the race that was the 2021 season, the eight week season, the 14 playoff. It was it was exciting. Trust me. Like we couldn't miss a week because one week determined if you were a two seed or if you were a four seed or you missed the playoffs. Luckily for us, last year we had two good organizations in Columbus and Albany that made it a really interesting conversation. And of course, we had a couple of episodes where those Jacksonville's and Carolina episodes were like actually intriguing because yeah, there were two and something, but it meant so much because a winner will get into a playoff and so forth. Oh, yeah. um, but now having with another team in the league, it, 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 you get more team coverage. We get chances to talk to more players and more coaches um, from the organization. And honestly, how we've been talking about West Virginia today, uh, we might this podcast might be labeled as the anti-West uh, Virginia fan base. So we might have a fan base that dislikes us for the first time. So that's six teams that like us, one that doesn't. Um, yeah. But <laughs> but hey, sometimes for you to have a good product and good podcast, you know to talk about the league that we do you have to you have to ruffle some feathers and burn down some bridges to get your point across absolutely and and we're just trying to tell like this is to everybody in the nal coaches owners persifery you need to hire pr guys you need to save your league from your organization point of views up to your hire them please you don't want your owners and your coaches and your assistants ruin your brand because once you get your brand ruined, it's very hard to repair it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just that's just just clarification. Also, NAL, can we update the website, please? Like, can we do something? That's just, uh, two weeks ago we talked about it, or three weeks ago? No, four weeks ago we did. Last month was mm-hmm. the yeah last month we talked about. It. Still hasn't changed. Rope book still not there. Simplest thing. But anyways, <laughs> still asking. You know, and there's yeah. time, but we're gonna keep bringing it up because uh, you know especially with Iron Man being at it, like more people that are casual fans of this are going to want to know. Yeah. It'd be nice to get the rule book on the website as soon as possible. If you can, please. Yeah. Um, I hope it's in the works. Obviously there's stuff that's, you know, at play. Like I said, this whole thing with West Virginia is a big focus. Yeah. It sounds like right now you got the schedule, but maybe like say post schedule, the league should start focusing on like, okay, let's put a rule book together again yeah. and put it back up. And, 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 and ladies know. and gentlemen, when the when the schedule drops, uh, that that episode we might do our top ten games and watch for that season. Oh yeah, because um, I guarantee you, uh, uh, one of the games that's going to be circled on the schedule for myself is Jacksonville at Columbus, mm-hmm. um, because this may be actually the year I get the chance to get to Columbus to go visit some friends uh, that I have made over these internet waves and the ownership groups too. Our goal is my goal is to visit as many Orlando Jacksonville. Well, I know the guys here in Jacksonville, but Orlando Columbus, Jacksonville, it might reach up North to Carolina uh, this year. So I'm looking forward to the schedule. And honestly, it's just, it's amazing. Yes. It's we're, we're entering November and people are like, well, arena football ended back in August. Well, yeah, November, Arena Football is back in March. Yeah. So, like, yeah. like literally, when the NFL's done, we got about three weeks, and bam, Arena Football's here. Uh, so, the, yeah, this the, we're we're at almost halfway point in the NFL. That just tells you how fast time flies, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, it's been 
besides these couple last episodes that we're just dogging everybody, I hate doing these episodes, but sometimes you got to call out the issues to fix them. Um, and I'd rather be the bad guy in the situation. If he comes calling me and hollering at me and giving me all the lawsuits by cease and desist, I will. I won't talk about you ever again. But mm-hmm. I don't like unprofessional people ruining the brand that they built that means so much more than an ego. And I love West Virginia. I love the logos. I love the team. I love the fan base. I even watch a lot of their games, I, like hoping they were playing last year on YouTube. They have a fan base. Like Lehigh Valley, want them back. Mm-hmm. Crap. Monterey still. They had a fan base. Even though it was in Mexico, they had a fan base. Man, imagine if that um, team was still around, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, that'd, be a, that'd be a nice little trip to go down there. Jim going to Monterey. Yep. Not for football, though. <laughs> Jim going yeah. south. Of the, Jim going south of the border, getting himself a nice few shots of tequila. <laughs> uh, um, don't drink the water down there. Apparently, that's what they say. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, like it. Even though it was an interesting way to back yourself into an expansion, um, there's an expansion team this year. Two weeks ago, the people I was talking to, there was no talks at all about expansion, and this came out of the woodwork and. Like I mentioned, I think Ron is really he's the one going to say, hey, West Virginia, West, there's something in West Virginia that needs to be capitalized and he'd be the guy to do it. And he's done two good organizations so far with Orlando and Albany. So he has a good track record. So hopefully mm-hmm. the the sign over and the sell happened and Ron gets that thing going and hopefully we have. Um, 5,000 screaming fans opening week or second week of the season there um, with possibly Albany or Jersey visiting to get the 2022 season uh, going. And I'm honestly right now, uh, the, the big winner of this whole situation is the West Virginia fans. Yes. Um, they're, they're finally getting their team back. Uh, Williams finally getting their football team back. So it's going to be um, very, uh, you know, exciting for them. Um Okay, West Virginia fans, you can be mad at me. You can, you know, block me. You can do whatever. But just going to say I'm going to cover your team. I'm going to support your team throughout the year, talk to your players, hopefully have them on the show. And throughout the season, we're going to, you know, have fun. Um, welcome to the NAL again. Um, and let's have a good offseason, go sign some good players, and build a brand, keep the clean, and build a brand together. By next, by next show, we should hopefully – I am crossing my fingers. That is that hopefully we'll have a schedule because two of the big three leagues, the IFL just dropped theirs as of this recording and the CIF has already dropped theirs. They were the first one out of the gate uh, yeah. to get theirs. I mean, they talk about that and, you know, freaking them getting some of the talent, you know, like Billings, the Billings outlaws, Jesus, they already picked up like Tyron laughing house. They got Charles McCollum going out there, Ulrich Jones, you know, so they're trying to make some moves too, but you know, the NAL it's like, Hey, you're the last of the big three to drop one. Yeah. Your move. They were last it's year. Pro- too. It's probably it's relying on, well, yeah, last year they were too de- delayed day, but it's, we now know why it might be part of that is we're waiting on this new piece that came up. So yeah, you know, soon uh, uh, the next two weeks, I hope soon. <laughs> hopefully the next two weeks, but I won't be surprised if it's not until January. Yeah. We can, I mean, we can is, wait then as what, well. So what else has shocked us about this league? <laughs> like we didn't know the schedule until 
a week before the game started. And well, you look, talked man, to it, Coach Gibson and the and Mason Espinosa from last year. Look, man, as long as we aren't having like teams drop the week before a schedule oh, like yeah. last year, yeah. or you know, as long as we are having a full season, which you know. Unless full season circuit, with full capacity you know, with full games yes right as long as we're having that those two things i'm good <laughs> i like you know? to see the jungle be packed i like to see the shark tank be packed i like to see the other jungle in columbus be packed uh carolina snake pit be packed as much as they can um and of course you know west Virginia's going to show out and albany is going to increase fans because Apparently, their Twitter account's finally getting more followers now, so that's a good sign. Yeah. And Jersey, let's see what happens with them with the no restrictions this time around. Um, so, But I did find out that they were the most heavily uh, restricted team in the NAL last year uh, with the tenants. So. Yeah, go figure. I'm, I, that doesn't shock me from the region, you know? Yeah. So, But bes- besides from that, uh, really nothing else in the NAL – Big news wise, you know, a couple big player signings in the championship indoor football. The IFL released their schedule pretty recently. I haven't checked that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been we've been getting a message about recovering other leagues. Uh, um, please stand by. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll let you guys know. Still a lot. We still have a lot more time until we get to that point. Uh, besides from that, it's just you know, temperatures changing. Winter is coming. Yep. Um, and when winter is coming, it means two things: hockey's here, and arena football is around the corner. So, mm. if your NFL team suck as bad as my Jaguars do, you're already looking forward to arena football because your NFL season's already done. <laughs> so Hopefully brighter days ahead for the yeah. for Jim's fandom. There. Hey, we beat the Dolphins. That's our Super Bowl. We're happy. Um, One win. But yeah, that's that's. <laughs> Besides from that, again, West Virginia fans, uh, I'm not bashing you guys. I'm just, yeah, I, I went off on me and Greg had it back and forth for a couple a couple hours the other day. Um, I respect Greg. He, he actually had the balls to own a team. I'm just a person who covers the league, um, follows the league. Um, uh, if I met him one-on-one, I'll, I'll tell him my reasons, why I feel, why I feel. But I respect the dude. Um, but, yeah, um, the person who blocked me, again, is a West Virginia guy. Don't know who it is. Cause I remember commenting on stuff on him and reply says restricted. So do block me. I don't know who it wasn't Greg. So when I said Greg blocked me, no, it wasn't him. Um, mm. but, but then again, I hope the play the transition uh, is smoothly. Hopefully we get a schedule in two weeks and hopefully we are we're previewing games, talking to talk about free agent signings and players and getting ready for a 2022 season. And a legit season, not a eight-week race. So we'll have 16 weeks of action and a hopefully a very competitive playoff and maybe some unique playoff format this time around. Um, hey, it's seven teams. You can do something. Be like Exciting. the CIF a couple of, couple of years ago. They had, yeah. they had eight teams and six teams made the playoffs. Like, mm-hmm. make it different. Make it something. Make it unique. Exciting. It very, you know, like I said, this this turned out better than originally was supposed to for this recording. So th- this is uh, in the end, it's exciting to me and to us. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Really, yeah, really am. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, that about covers it. You know, um, yep. so to say, just everything we got out of West Virginia. You know, we were going to talk about West Virginia either way. Um, but again, welcome to the NAL. Expected. again. 
Yeah, welcome, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> you know, at least that's what we're understanding. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Uh, but, we didn't leave. You know, well, where were you? <laughs> you know, well, you were dancing around somewhere. <laughs> we were in the basement. Oh, okay. Oh, that I, it all makes sense now. <laughs> and for your Floridians, that's you know underground. That's what the basement's called. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, here, like, like, oh, what's the basement? <laughs> <laughs> Folks, thanks for tuning in as always. Really, we appreciate the support and the feedback. Love doing this show. Um, you know, as we continue on through the off season, of course, we'll, uh, you know, unless the schedule drops here the next two weeks, we'll get back to doing player interviews uh, as well as the season goes on. I got a few that have been lining up. Like I said, uh, recent news obviously has delayed some requests that I want to make, but we'll get back to those here sooner rather than later at some point or, you know, schedule drops and we talk about that soon. Who knows? Two weeks, anything can happen. You, you guys know best, you know, now anything can happen news-wise in two weeks in arena it's just that's how this world works uh until then though thanks as always follow us on social media fa- on facebook instagram and twitter at at in walls pod again that is at in walls pod uh, we've getting a lot of good support and following from those recently especially instagram and getting those picking up on the follower accounts so thank you guys you know follow us on instagram and keep that going and that helps us with our goals to hit so that we can talk more about you know other leagues possibly by next year um other than that keep supporting the show subscribe on your favorite platform if you haven't already you know especially if you enjoyed this show what are you waiting for uh and until next time folks remember one thing Almost heaven, West Virginia. Wait a minute. So you're telling me if I die now, I'll go to a place that's almost like West Virginia? I'll pass. I'd rather die in Pennsylvania. (laughs) 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 Stay tuned, folks. Love you guys.